What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 56.0. And we are continuing our playthroughs of the Mass Effect trilogy, gearing up for Mass Effect Andromeda. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to record the show today, but right now it seems like I can. So hopefully everything will work out just fine. Uh, but well, today I have with me John, returning guest. Howdy doodly. And my partner in crime, Matt Quinn. Hello, friends. Matt, you seem a little muffled right now. Is it? There you go. That sounds good right there. Okay. That's a sweet spot. Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> is my internet about to die? But <laughs> But so um before we even jump into Mass Effect three at all. Uh, John. Yes. I want you to tell me what happened at the end of Mass Effect 2 for you. Okay, so after we finished recording last week's episode, mm -hmm. I dived straight back in because I was on the final mission. I was on the suicide run. So, um, get everything up. I've done all the loyalty missions. Jack and Miranda Loyal, which was pretty cool. And away I went. So, yep, done, went through the mission. Now, I didn't get to save Kelly Chambers, and apparently that's because you have to go straight from the IFF mission to the suicide mission without doing any other missions in between if mm. you want to keep her alive. So I didn't because I had another couple of missions I did, and I didn't realize that's what you had to do. So I'm not um, sure if it's a worthwhile trade-off for me then. Because I chose to go straight after the IFF mission. Mm. And so I saved her. But yeah. the thing that I gave up to do so was Legion's loyalty mission. Okay. And you lost oh. Legion in the end. Yeah, I lost Legion because of that. Yeah, so it was, yeah that, that wasn't a great trade-off. Yeah, I'm not sure Kelly was worth it. No, especially considering her role in 3. If she survives. I don't know so, how rolling three is because I'm playing three and she's nowhere to be seen because she's dead. Well, I'm sure Matt's probably bumped into her already in three. Uh, I don't think so. Or if I, I have. If, if I remember rightly from my first playthrough, because she did survive in the first time I played two, she can be found on the holding bay in to citadel where you've got all of those like merchants and refugees she can be found helping out um in a medical bay down there like a makeshift medical bay and you have a conversation with her basically about her traumatic experience you ask her if she wants to come back to the ship and she declines because it, it was too much for her essentially that's all you get, I'm pretty sure of it. It's just like a, a five-minute dialogue conversation thing going on. Even so after you, the two of us had dinner that one time? You know, because you can't really romance her, right? But I think you can get to the point in two where you have dinner with her and that's it. I think you can romance her in two. Fully? I think so. Oh, well, maybe I just didn't convince her to come back enough then <laughs> but uh anyway so i saved everybody uh with the exception of kelly chambers okay and 
away I went. Yeah, it was, I mean, relatively easy. It's, we discussed it last week. It's, I think it's, although that game is so good, that ending is a little bit by the numbers in regards to shoot hair, shoot hair, then the the thing breaks free and then you shoot hair several times, you know, shoot the glowy spots. And it's, I mean, it's just a little bit, not not disappointing, but lacklustre is probably the the word I'd use. But I still enjoy it as a game. That thing is, you know, Mass Effect 2 is really, really good. So, uh, but that's how it ended for me. I did manage to save all of my squad mates uh, ready for Mass Effect 3. So um, we all agreed <clears throat> to do the Arrival DLC that leads up to Mass Effect 3. Um, I even agreed to it, but unfortunately, as many people know, I did not have internet this entire week. So I was not able to download the Arrival DLC, so I cannot talk about it. But <laughs> we do have two people who did do it, mm. and... Guess what? Somebody else gets to host for a few minutes. So somebody <laughs> tell me about the Arrival DLC because I have no idea. You or me, Matt? <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess I can give you my sort of quick walkthrough of it and see if there's anything you want to add to it. Okay. Mm. So I had already beaten the game when I went and bought the DLC, so... I purchased it, downloaded it, and opened my save back up, and it was just immediately there on my galaxy map. So no going searching for it or anything. Uh, but essentially, it's a there's not quite as much story as I thought. But you find out that there's a Doctor Kenson, Doctor Amanda Kenson, yeah, who has found a Reaper artifact that apparently is evidence that the Reapers are planning to invade. But she is stuck in a Batarian prison, so basically you start the mission off going to rescue her. Um, so, it you know, there's some, some shooty bits, and you break her out, and then I think you go back to the research facility. Yeah. And she shows you the artifact, and it's kind of big and Reaper-looking. Um, people are starting to act a little weird around it. And I think it's pretty quick that you find out that they're all indoctrinated. Mm. And they're all essentially there now protecting the artifacts. They had a mission to... They had, they had a mission. So the station had a mission to, I guess, launch the asteroid that the research facility was on into the Alpha Relay to prevent the Reapers from, not from arriving, but I guess it was more to expand out into the galaxy. I think if I I remember it rightly, it was the Alpha Relay was the one that they were going to use to get to the galaxy more quickly. And by destroying it, it wouldn't stop the invasion, but it would delay it by a few years. Yeah, yeah, just slow it down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that whole research facility was there sort of on this mission to, to destroy it. But then because everybody became indoctrinated, they all 
essentially changed their mind and they were there to protect the artifact and, and to abort that mission. So she, you're basically chasing her then for a bit and she is deciding that she can't let the mission be restarted. So she's going to blow up the asteroid instead of letting it get used as a giant projectile. Uh, so you basically are trying to stop her and you do, and then you launch. So the end of the end of the DLC bit is you launching this asteroid into a mass relay and blowing it up. Uh, to which you get in trouble for that, obviously, because you have sort of a decision. You have the the problem. You you want to stop the Reapers or slow them down, but there's also say three thousand or thirty thousand Batarians living uh, in this. System. I think I think it's three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. Because it because it's like their their home system. Um. So the choice. I mean, you don't get a choice of either detonating it or not. You have that. They don't give you that choice. You have to do that. Um, but the consequence is, is that to delay the Reaper invasion, you're going to almost wipe out the Batarians. Yeah, which you do, obviously, like you said, you don't have the choice not to. So you, you do that. And then right before, essentially, right before you blow the mass relay up, a Reaper comes and speaks to Shepard. And basically just says, you're a pain in the ass, and <laughs> you haven't stopped us, and we're coming for you. You're on our radar now. And then you get picked up and essentially thrown into sort of detention. Yeah, and it, it leads up to Mass Effect 3. It, that's why I find it so odd that it isn't, you guys don't have it automatically in your Mass Effect trilogy collection, yeah. because... It, it does lead up. I mean, it, it's not essential that you play it. At the start of Mass Effect 3, you are being held, not not so much in detention, but you're being kind of... Questioned. You, you're on the low key with the Alliance. Alliance, some of the Alliance members, including Anderson and Hackett, understand why you did what you had to do. But you also have to, there has to be shown that you're being, uh, you're, you know, you're being held accountable for the actions that you take on that DLC. So that's how the Mass Effect 3 starts. It's like you are at the Alliance base, you're being held, not against your will, but, you know, you're, you're there to face some music. So it is tied into that story. So it's very strange that you guys don't have it on that collection. You have to buy it separately. Very weird. Yeah. But that's essentially what why you are being detained at the start of Mass Effect 3 is because your actions on that space station caused the almost extinction of the Batarians. And let's face it, the Batarians are a nasty bunch of buggers. Um, I'm sure there's not much love lost, but you you know, you did kill almost an entire race of people. Yeah. So Drew, I don't remember from the beginning of 3 then, what what is the rationale for you being questioned if it you haven't actually blown up the Alpha Relay? I have no idea. Um, it's, it's... They assume that you do. These, If you play it without the DLC, you are still being held for, for that action. You just didn't play that action. Oh, that, that's weird. Yeah, right. so I, you I can, just assumed it, it was because of what you did with Cerberus. They were talking to you because you were with Cerberus and they're kind of like a terrorist organization. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure 
that it's your health for the same reason. So I'm but, sure there's a conversation about it between you and Anderson. Um, well, I before we stop talking about the arrival, I do have an email regarding the arrival itself. And it comes from Chad. Cool. Hi, Chad. And it says, uh, I can't believe the arrival DLC wasn't included in the PS3 collection. <laughs> what did yeah. I just say? <laughs> yeah. It's a short but pretty significant vignette. Uh, basically, Shepard saves Dr. Kinson, and she explains that her team has a Reaper artifact that has warned them of an intimate evasion. Uh, she takes him back to the lab and explains uh, they have a plan in place to destroy the Alpha Relay and will be used to the Reaper in less than three days. Uh, she escorts Shepard to the Reaper artifact, and when they get there, it's hanging out in the open. Shepard comments on why it's just sitting out exposed, and Dr. Kenson shrugs it off as no big deal. Don't worry about it. They walk up to the artifact, and Shepard basically asks, what's supposed to happen? And Kenson responds with, just give it a moment. Shepard is suddenly blasted by a beam and sees a vision of the invasion. Immediately afterwards, Dr. Kenson pulls a gun on him and says she can't allow him to stop the invasion. If she were indoctrinated, why would she lead Shepard towards the means of stopping the invasion? Some speculation says she wasn't indoctrinated until that point. Others say she was leading Shepard there under false pretenses to try and get him close to the Reaper artifact for purposes of trying to indoctrinate him. After the scene, Shepard starts hallucinating and hears whispers uh, along with Harbinger speaking to him directly. As he is passing out, she tells her men not to kill him because they want him alive. He comes out of a sedative coma after two days and starts fighting his way to, to the controls. Dr. Kinson asks him, ask her team why he is awake. Uh, he was to remain sedated. He gets to control, he gets to the controls and has decided, uh, if he should destroy the mass relay to delay the Reaper invasion, killing 300,000-plus people in the process. Why was it important for the Reapers to keep Shepard alive? Why did they want him sedated instead of killing him? Thanks, Chad. Yeah, I mean, that is a good point. I, I can understand um, if, if she'd been indoctrinated and under the control of the Reapers, the Reapers would want her to lure Shepard then kill him because they probably see him considering what he's done over the last two games as probably their biggest threat against the invasion although they are very cocky and don't seem to think anything can stop them so why wasn't he killed mm, good question well yeah they have a lot of firepower there so it makes sense that they would lure him there but yeah i don't know about the keeping him alive part well it goes in with another email he sends that i'm going to read at the end of the show um, there is a theory out there that we will mm. talk about. Um, Fair enough. But we'll talk about that after we talk about what we've done in Mass Effect 3. Yeah, the main the main other thing I would have to say about the DLC, I mean, it was okay. I don't think it was as good as Project Overlord or Layer of the Shadow Broker, though. Oh, no, Shadow Broker was by far the best out of a lot of them. I think, that, yep. I think Shadow Broker is the best DLC out of that entire trilogy. Yeah. I, I, I felt that the arrival was just a means to an end to like kind of lead up to three. Bruce again. Uh, yeah. I, I think there was a lot of. It seemed like a lot of wave based shooting, essentially tied together by running around to get these power nodes or whatever you need to do to 
to to get control of the station so you can blow it up. The game wasn't hugely meaningful, and yep. I guess yeah, and I again just bizarre that it wasn't included in your pack. And also, I think it was like ten quid uh, if you bought it. I mean, I I must have bought it originally because I have it. Uh, already when it became backwards compatible it was there for me to, to download but I think I may have got like a season pass or something because I've got I think I've got all of the DLC I don't know but um, that's if that is 10 quid that's a, a too much for that DLC yeah the, the biggest problem for me is that there's no revelation or anything either so the, the one thing that I wish was part of it or, or would have at least added to it is if in the base game you never saw that one scene of all the Reapers sort of... Yeah, that, that was... I mean, I can, I can remember the arrival when it came out. They were saying, like, oh, it, you know, it ends with you talking to the Harbinger, you know. Uh, but that, as you're right, the end of Mass Effect 2 is very, very powerful. I would have preferred that at the end of the DLC for the arrival. Yeah, because you don't really need that in the base game. All it is is setting up three, and that's what the arrival does anyway. So you could have, if you bundled that together, that would have been an impactful last image. Mm. Holy shit, I can't wait for three. Yeah, agreed. But but you already got that before you even get to the, well, at least the way I played it, you, I already have that. Because I've seen Yeah, I, see. play, I played so. the arrival after I played, uh, finished the, the main story. So yeah, same here. I got the end with the, the Reapers coming and and then you're right. It, it it would have been far more impactful had that image been at the end of the arrival. So, picking up in the Mass Effect Three, everybody obviously imported their character, correct? Yep. 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 Stuck with the same class, everything like that. Yep. Yeah, I stuck with Infiltrator. Um, I felt that was the right thing to do because. I'm carrying the character over, so it stands to reason it'd be the same class. I changed my character's hair. That's it. <laughs> different color or different style? Uh, it's longer now. So it's, it's well, been, you know, it's, it's been, been a few, few years. It's been a few months. Yeah, <laughs> she's let her hair grow out. Fair. I, I did change my class. You did. Yeah, I, 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 I was so, so many hours on Mass Effect Two, being a soldier <laughs> on Insanity. I wanted to just change it up, and I knew I was going to go easier. I, I, I didn't go easy. I went to normal. But I went so you're with not a, doing insanity? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not doing insanity again. Why? I've heard that it's even a little easier than two on insanity, so I thought about it for a minute, but uh, I, I just kind of want to play through it. And I, and if I'm going to play through it a bit more easy, I figured I'd change up the the style a bit because soldier on normal doesn't offer the interest there. You know, it's, it's nothing new. So right. I decided to play it on Sentinel. Mm. That close and personal kind of guy. Yeah. I'm certainly intrigued uh, just to fast forward a little bit to Andromeda. The, the fact that there will be no classes in Andromeda and the fact that you'll have like skill trees, it will Basically, you'll be able to on the fly swap around so you can actually try out a lot of the different classes or what would be classes. I think that's quite good. Yeah. So we're, we're back on Earth uh, being questioned about what happened in the arrival. 
and um, fucking reapers show up. I mean, like, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's a, like you, the invasion begins now. Did any either of you also find it incredibly difficult after all the shepherd? had gone through, found it very, very difficult to comprehend that nobody still believed him. Yeah. Yeah, I because thought that... That, that, was, that was the biggest sort of um, break for me in sort of, you know, the... What do you call it? The... Uh, trying to... Can't think of the word. The continuity um, or the, the lore, I guess. The, the disbelief, whatever. Um, suspension of disbelief yeah that was the biggest thing to me you know he'd been through all of that um and nobody on earth in the alliance nobody in the council actually thought it was a threat until they they come knocking on the door and it's like seriously it's it's to be fair it completely negates the point of the arrival because you delay it by a few years to get ready there's no point because in those few years they haven't gotten ready because nobody believes it. It's ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> I guess, yeah, there's, yeah. I've had that thought many times while playing Mass Effect. You know, especially after, what, the end of one when you save the council. And then they don't stand up for you in two. And they're still no. against And And then to have that happen again here. I mean, well, I'm multiple games in here. Why, why can't, how do I build up any cred if if not by saving the universe multiple times. Yeah, it's not as if you've been sitting on your backside, is it? You know? You've been doing stuff to save their skin, and they still don't believe you. Everything that you have said throughout the first two games has come to fruition. Everything that you've said has proven true, yet when you tell them the Reapers are almost here, nah, you're having us on. Reapers don't exist. Please. Yeah. And then they bust through the door. Mm. I mean, literally, Quite they, spectacularly. They bust, yeah, they bust through the fucking wall, and a lot of the guys that you were just <laughs> talking to die. I'm like, oh, do you believe me now? <laughs> Too late. I... But uh, yeah, it's I don't know. It, it it it's pretty much nonstop action for the first part of this game. It's a cool tutorial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're. I mean, it's pretty much the invasion. I mean, they're they're going kind of crazy everybody's it's kind of pandemonium we're just trying to escape um we're there with anderson and uh you know it's like it's basically a little tutorial area but uh we eventually make it to the point where we we got a shuttle we can get the hell out of here uh the normandy's going to come pick us up and anderson decides he's going to stay on earth and help with the resistance trying to fight this off uh, knowing damn well that I mean, that's not going to happen. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's that thing with the kid. Uh, we see yeah, the, in the vents. Yeah, we see the kid in the vents, and he disappears. To which you know we see him later on getting on a shuttle, and that shuttle explodes. Um, and that's the beginning of Mass Effect Three. As you know, that's the title card right there. Boom. And yeah, uh, I like I like that intro. Yes, it's a good intro. And the thing I like about Mass Effect 3 more than 2 is that I feel like we're seeing things happen. In Mass Effect 2, everybody keeps talking about we have to hurry. 
but then we don't really feel like feel the need to hurry. We got to go do a mission. Jack wants to go blow up her old place, and you know everybody wants to go here and do their thing. I want to go talk to my dad, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, I mean, it, it just it didn't have that much of an impact. But in three, yeah, not yeah, really there. But in three, everything has a fucking impact because the world's fucking ending. Like the the, the universe is fucking ending. Well, it fits. It fits the whole story a lot better, as you say. In two, um, if you want to get the best ending, obviously you do the lawly missions, and the lawly missions are, without a doubt, the best part of that game. You take the lawly missions out. What we've got five or six actual story-based missions, and you're right. It's like we've got to face the reapers, this, that, and the other. But yes, it, it feels weird that you're on a time. You're on a time scale, but you're as you say, going to blow up Jack's old uh, uh, school, you're going to go and, and sort Jacob's dad out. And it feels at odds with the main story. With Mass Effect 3, you, there are no loyalty missions as such. They are all war asset missions. And that feels more in line with the story. The missions you're doing are there to gain the support of all of the races, which then culminates in you all becoming one unified force. It feels like all of those missions build up to that. Yes, you're still on a time constraint. You know, you're trying to get done everything as quickly as possible. But when you go to the Torians and they say, well, if you want our support, you're going to have to go and do these these missions. It feels like, yes, you are having to spend time to do those missions, but it's in the, it's in the, for the greater cause of the mission as a whole, the whole story. It feels a lot more, I don't know, is it feels more focused. Yeah, it's connected. Do you know the, what I'm saying? The rationale in two was just you need your you need your team to be behind you so that you're successful, which mm. to some degree makes sense, and that's why you do the loyalty missions, but it, it it's sort of a bit abstracted from your actual goal. Yeah, again, seems odds with the fact that you are having to hurry and get uh, and to, to stop the collectors. And it feels a lot different. It feels far better in, in 3. Yeah. I think Mass Effect 3 feels a lot like Dragon Age Origins. Where you're gathering as many allies as you can to take on the Blight or the Reapers. You know, it, mm. they, There's a lot of correlation between the two. Uh, it makes for a, I think it makes for a better story. Again, I'm not saying Mass Effect 3 is better than Mass Effect 2. I... Yeah, but replaying it, Mass Effect Three is really good, really, really good, and it does help that that story is more focused in everything that you do, not just the main story missions, but everything on the side as well. And I will say this: Bioware has done some work in between Mass Effect Two and Three, because one, it plays a lot smoother, and two. It looks oh, on the PS3. Yeah, and it looks but, fantastic. But it, yep. I'm right in thinking though that three was made at the same time as it was for the Xbox, but one and two were done afterwards, weren't they? Correct. So yeah. it might have something to do with that. That they put, they probably put as much time on three as they did on the Xbox 360 on the PS3, but with one and two, because they wanted to get that bundle and package out. And it was after the fact that they maybe didn't do the work as competently as they should have done. Maybe that, that may be true. 
Um, but I think, I mean, even graphically, I think this game looks really, really good. I mean, I, I, well, I was, yeah, I was playing, yeah, I was playing, uh, Mass Effect 3 a couple days ago, and I looked at it and I was like, you know, this could be, this could easily pass as like an early PS4 game. Well, all I can say is Miranda's ass does look fine in Mass Effect 3. <laughs> 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 so, uh, let's see here. Who do we have? We have Ashley. We we run back into Ashley. Everybody's got Ashley, right? Not Caden. Yep. Um, yep. And she's still constantly dogging us about us working for Cerberus. And since I'm playing... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. That thing bugs a crap out of me that she just does not let it go. Urgh, sorry, yep. that, frust- that frustrated me. I really don't like Ashley as a character in 3. She she still, yeah. she busts my chops for a little while, but uh, since I'm playing a renegade, I'm just like, actually, would you please shut the fuck up about it? You lying? You lying? That slap down? Yeah, and so, um, but yeah, so our first order of business we get from uh, Hackett. He tells us we need to go check out um, some activities happening on Mars. So when we get there, Cerberus is there. Um, but this isn't the same Cerberus that we knew of uh, when we worked for them. This is this is like this is like a weird. This is, this is an army. I mean, I never once saw a Cerberus trooper in two. Yeah, and I worked for Cerberus, so it's like, <laughs> uh-huh. but I can see I can see why they make a good bad guy for three because you're not really gonna you face reapers of course and they will appear sporadically um in their various guises but a lot of the missions you do early on uh, against Cerberus and I can see they how they would make a especially if knowing how we as we know that how the story plays out it it does make sense that they're the, the bad guys speaking of John did you, did you give them the ship or no I did Oh, I forgot to say, yes, I did. I decided it, I only lost five Renegade points for doing it. I only gained five Renegade points. Not as many as I thought I would have done. Um, but yes, I did ga- give them the ship. I haven't... Um, no, no, I've had one instance so far where that has been referenced in three, which is when I encounter Jack, which I didn't do in my first playthrough, because in my first playthrough of two and three, in two, I I chose Miranda over Jack, so I lost the loyalty of Jack, and she never appeared for me, even though she survived in Mass Effect 3. But because I didn't lose either, she appears in three for me this time. And she brings up the fact that I gave, her, gave them the ship. I didn't have Jack's uh, loyal, loyalty at the end because I lost it to Miranda. Yeah. And then but she did yeah. still show up in three for me. That, does she show up on the Alliance campus? Like, yeah. For the kids? That she, that's really strange because, as I say, I played through two in the same way that you did this time around when I played at first. And I chose Miranda as loyalty over Jack's, and she never appeared in that mission huh who, who was there who was the teacher um there was no teacher it was um uh i don't think it was unless i am getting really old and senile 
I'm pretty sure that the the principal of the facility was guiding them over the comms. Hmm. I'm pretty sure because I would have remembered because I, I when she appears, she's obviously got a change of style because she's hair's grown out and, and things like that. And when I saw it, I thought, shit, that's Jack. And I'm sure if I'd have come across that first time round, that wouldn't have been a surprise for me. I wonder what have accounted for that difference. Don't know. Either that or it's I am honestly losing my memory and getting senile. But I'm I'm sure I would have remembered that because I thought her cut was really cool. <laughs> I um that's that's one thing I have to mention about Mass Effect Three is that I do not remember any of this game. I don't remember a lot of this game. There's a lot of bits that I am re-remembering. So, for example, when, which we'll get onto, I'm sure shortly, um, Ashley gets yeah. asked by Udina to become a Spectre. It then jogged my memory as to why. And then I remember what happens with that story arc. So there's stuff I am coming up to in this, I've probably maybe 10 hours of Mass Effect 3, there's a lot of stuff that I'm thinking, oh, of course, yeah, because that happens. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of like what's happened with me. Um, so, yeah, when we get to Mars, you know, it's basically something's going on. We don't know exactly what. Um, but Cerberus is there. They're trying to get something. Uh, but luckily, there's somebody that we know who is there, and that's Liara. Um, and they're trying to get a uh, an artifact that um, it's a Prothean artifact that possibly has information that we can use on it. Um, and uh, we have to fight Cerberus off. Uh, in the process, we run into this. I I thought it was a woman. I totally forgot about the ED thing. Oh but, no, that was that was cool. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just a woman who was really fast. Even though I caught up with her, and the game was like, I don't know what to do here. You can't catch her. Uh, I caught up to her multiple times, and she was just like she she would just like run faster somehow. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, I, I totally caught that woman. But uh, we we finally corner the woman, and kind of find out it's actually like this weird robot thing, and. um she grabs a hold of Ashley and beats the ever-loving shit out of her. <laughs> she does a bit, don't she? Um, yeah, and uh, incapacitates her. But we're able to... to uh, I, forget, I keep forgetting we, to mention uh, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, James. Uh, he, the he's, dullest character in the Mass Effect universe. Y- you know, you, you said that um, Jacob was dull as hell. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, I forgot. I, I do not like James at all. Yeah, I completely forgot. That's how dull he is. I completely forgot he was ever in that game. And as soon as I saw him, I thought, oh, shit. Yeah, he's in this. Yeah, he's never been in my squad unless I have to pick him. The The issue, though, is that Freddie Prince Jr. is actually a really good voice actor. And he played... Um, the Iron Bull in uh, Dragon Age Inquisition and did a fantastic job with him there. I'm not going to diss Freddie Prince Jr. I'm sure he's fine, but the, the just the whole generic Marine kind of, it just feels so out of place in a, in a game set hundreds of years in the future. It just, I don't know. It's, it just, I don't know. It's, I don't like that character at all. Yeah. So um, we do that. 
um, James knocks the ship. The shuttle is trying to escape, and uh, we actually recover um, the robot woman body, and we take it aboard the ship. Um, we then rush to the Citadel to get actually to a hospital, um, and she's going to recover, but it's going to take time. She's been beaten to hell and back. Um, but we get a few leads. Uh, Liara finds out that the artifact, the Prothean artifact that... Okay, got cut off. We're back. Sorry, my internet's still screwy, but we're going to try and f finish this shit. Uh, but the Prothean, 2017! Yeah, the Prothean artifact uh, that we found on Mars is actually some sort of weapon that we can possibly create to stop the Reapers. Um, it's massive in size, um, and Liara thinks that if she can possibly decipher it, and hopefully we can build this to stop them. So, with that in mind, we have to start gathering allies. Um, and the first order because the council won't do anything. The council basically, we've gone to them, yeah, to say, look, you have seen what they've done to Earth. They're all that we are not the only race they're after. They are cleansing the galaxy. Everyone's under the same shit cloud as we are, and they still turn around and say, "No, we've got our own problems to deal with." It's like, Ugh. yeah, we need to look after our our home planet and our race first. Ridiculous. So we said, okay, well, let's go help out some of their home planets. First up is the Turians. Um, if we can grab a hold of the Turian leader, um, basically the president of the Turian home world. The Primarch. The Primarch. Primarch, I can't remember his name. I know what, was it Victus? Victus. Or is that, or is that something else, Primarch, and then it becomes Victus? I can't remember. Yeah, that's what happens. They basically mm. bow Star Galactic, and you're now the president because everybody else is dead. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we then, um, we go to the Turian homeworld, um, and we actually stop at the moon that is surrounding the Turian homeworld. They're getting attacked by the Reapers right now. So basically what's happening on earth is happening on their planet too. And that's a cool shot with the planet oh, yeah. and her in the background as yeah. you're on the surface of this moon. Mm. Yeah. yeah the entire such time a good, you can see it. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, while we're there, we run into the general, and the general is telling us, well, <laughs> good luck finding the, the Primarch, because he's probably dead. But who's the next in line? Because they have a pecking order, basically. And, uh, well, he's actually on this pl on the moon. Uh, he was helping us fight, and he's the next guy in line. So we have to go find him. Um, and we do a couple of like, little small, like combat missions trying to find him uh and uh we run into a familiar face once again we run into garris <laughs> garris is oh, there garris. holding down the fort trying to at least uh he's been yeah. fighting for days kind of thing he comes along with us we finally find victus and uh we're like hey congratulations you're now the president <laughs> and he's like well i don't want to be i'm just a fucking you know military man like, well, we need you. We need to get... What's that now? So was Anderson, and we backed him. Yeah. So now we have to... We're trying to get allies for this. And he's like, well, look at my fucking home. You know, I remember Garrus, he said... Uh, 
He said, I had a, I had, my mom and my dad and my sister are on the planet. He's like, you see that big yellow spot? It's like, that's that's where they are. And he's like, I don't even know if they're alive or dead. That's quite sad, though, that bit was, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought that was quite sad. Again, I think it was because you've... Garrus is one of those reoccurring characters that, you know, you have on your team throughout one and two. You, I definitely have a spot, soft spot for Garrus. He's, he's fleshed out a lot more than some of the other characters. And while Garrus usually... In most of the games, nothing really phases him that much. You could tell that this fucking bothered the shit out of him. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so now that we've got Garrus joining us, uh, we also have the Primarch. And he, um, is going to be kind of like our strategic guy on the Normandy. He's going to be telling us what we probably need to do. And he suggests that we try to get the other races together. Particularly the Salarians and the Krogan. Which is no easy task because the Krogan and the Salarians kind of hate each other. There's no kind of about it. They really hate each other. And it's all because of the Genophage. Uh, The Turians... Um, helped administer the genophage that was created by the Solarians because uh, so yeah uh, we had a little bit of issue with the internet my internet is still messing up completely Um, I got a little bit of the episode in so we're just going to end it there like I said you can follow us all on Twitter I'm at DML Fury Matt is at REMGS John is at John W U K. Every week you 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 have to second guess yourself. No, I, I said it right. <laughs> I I needed. You thought um, about it though. I do apologize. We we had we planned to play. We'd talk a little bit more about the game, but unfortunately, my internet is not allowing any of that. We actually recorded like ten extra minutes, and I lost it. So I don't want to risk doing an entire show and losing it because my internet went down. So we're just going to end it there. We'll pick back up next week. Hopefully this 30-minute episode will last you guys. Uh, I'll get to your emails uh, next week as well. And uh, hopefully I'll have this all resolved. But until then, I'm Drew. Anybody else going to talk? Yeah. And that's all we have. Uh, That really sad ending there where I got cut off as we were doing the outro. But yeah, that's it. I mean, it's actually a pretty long show. Um, you know, the the whole breaking up and stuff like that was annoying. But yeah, I have I have still have no internet currently. I am sitting at a computer that can't get online. I'm just recording this on Audacity. Um, so there is no music to go along with the show. But I am going to put this on a jump drive and then take it to another computer that has internet and upload it so you guys can listen to it. So I appreciate everybody listening. Hope you guys have a great week, and hopefully next week we'll be back to normal. We'll find out. It's been two weeks since I've had internet, so fingers crossed. All right, you guys have a great one.